Who the hell are you? Oh, my name is Miyagi, friend of a student grandmother. I don't care if you're a friend of the Pope. You're trespassing. Now get your butt off school property. Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Sequel. This is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels, and we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching. And the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. Really hope you enjoyed last week's awesome interview with Michael Cavalieri, Ned, from this week's sequel, The Next Karate Kid. Talking about stories and a guy that loved, he has such a vivid memory about everything and just the way he uh, ended the interview, maybe the Docs McGowan, just like, and then hangs up on the Zoom call. It was awesome. We also talked Showdown with Patrick Kilpatrick, Billy Blanks, one of my favorite movies from my childhood. And don't forget about his movie, RitonatoTheMovie.com. I will put that in the episode notes so you could check that out, about him going to his ancestors' hometown in Italy. Really cool. But uh, I'm so excited to talk about this movie. The fact that we're like closing out the franchise... And before we get into this, I would say ass kicking drama. Maybe I have to introduce you to my partner in the sequel watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how you doing? I'm doing good, Doug. Um, you know what? I'm definitely excited to talk about this. I have a lot of concern and questions about this movie. Uh, I saw it a long, long time ago. Yes, uh, I, we have to dive into this because I, I have a lot. I have a lot of concerns about this movie. Okay. Okay. And it's so cool that when we have the opportunity to do a movie, uh, like, but at least this is better than Munchie. We have somebody that has to control, do all the movies in the franchise. And that is a four time guest, Gina. Gina, are you happy to be back to talk about the next Karate Kid? I am happy to be back. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about the next Karate Kid. I wanted to ask: Was this payback for Karate Kid Three? <laughs> well, you are our you you are our our Karate Kid expert. I mean, this is the second, this, this is the second Karate Kid, so we had to bring you back. Thank you. <laughs> so, so don't make plans if we get somebody from the second movie. Okay. <laughs> and it was pretty cool. We were kind of talking about this before, but Gina has a podcast which is pretty cool. It's called Nope, Never Saw It. And she covers some movies that her friend Sonia has never seen before that are pretty mind-blowing that she's never seen them, right? I feel like they're like a rite of passage. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been uh, it's been a point of contention in our friendship for many many years. Um, it's been hard to have conversations with her sometimes because I'll mention a movie, and she'll be like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." Um, a few years ago, I finally sat her down to watch Dirty Dancing. She'd never seen it before. Has she at least heard of the movies? She's heard of the movies. Yeah, okay. most okay. of them she's heard of. Um, okay. But but still never seen them. So it's been it's been a real treat for me to be able to watch some of my favorites and then listen to her very honest reactions to the movies that I'm making her watch. Uh, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun so far. Yeah, that's awesome. that's awesome. Well, I'll put the links in the notes and it's anchor.fm forward slash NNSI and then nope, never saw it. So I'll put everything in there. But uh, so the next Karate Kid, when I saw this movie when I when I was a kid, like I remember watching this movie. And I just don't remember it being like less action. And this is even like on the VHS. This is from like a video store drama. This is a drama movie. And I agree. Well, it is a drama. Um, One thing that 
I'm amazed at. So you have Hilary Swank, who's an Academy Award winner. Great actress. That just shows you where she started from because she's not that good in this movie. Like, I, I, she, her acting is horrible. And, like, to, to see how someone, I mean, I'm assuming this is her, probably her first role, but to see how much someone's grown from a bad role, you know, and she was the main star, to, like, an Academy Award winner. I mean, like, it's, it, I thought that was pretty incredible to see how much she's grown into, a, you know, as an actress. Yeah, it's Buffy. I know she was in Buffy before right. this. She played one of the friends. And fun fact, former guest Tiffany Paulson was one of the finalists for this role. There was like oh, really? two movies that she was the finalist with Hilary Swank. They probably had sort of the same look. And Michael actually remembered uh, Tiffany because he said at the end he was reading with a bunch of people. And also he said he didn't even know that Ralph Macchio wasn't in this because the scene they read is one a very intense scene we're going to talk about that's... Again, I Which one? There's a lot of intense scenes in this yeah. movie. Well, the one we'll get to in a few minutes. <laughs> but when he uh, confronts her and like says she has cigarettes when she doesn't, that was the only scene that he read for the audition. That's it. Wow. So he thought, Ray, Ralph Macho is going to be here. Well, apparently so did Hillary Swank. She thought that she was auditioning as Ralph Macho's girlfriend. Wow. Oh, so, that. She, so she didn't know she was going for the karate part? No, she didn't know that she was That's the new awesome. Daniel's son. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you kick? Why do I have to kick? I'm just Daniel's girlfriend. <laughs> Can you hold your leg up all the way to your head and then drop it on somebody? <laughs> so she didn't know any karate going to this? Or like, was she a karate person? Or no. <laughs> karate person? A karate well, I mean. Person. <laughs> <laughs> I read that she was actually a really good swimmer. And um, what was the other sport? She, But no, she'd never done karate before. Interesting. I, I can say 100% she could fall really well because that was her in those scenes later in the movie. Well, when she's jumping off the rock? Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that was real. Her <laughs> face planning. Uh, so yeah, so let's get into it. So this was cool. I watched this on VHS, which, which I thought it was pretty, again, I don't know. You guys might have got like deleted scenes watching the newer version on Netflix. But the way the movie starts, I I... A band, the military band plane. I really didn't know Miyagi's backstory that he was in the military at all. Well, they did because wasn't he in the? I mean, it's the second one. He talks about the military, wasn't he? You know, when he goes to Okinawa, he talks about oh, the military. Does? Yeah, the first yeah. party kid too. He talks about we find yeah, out that's that's the, that's the, in the war. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, you know, he's a he's a he's a maintenance man across the country, and and they they bring him over for this big honor like i mean like i, I was a little confused in that like he's like a he's kind of like a nobody where he is in, where is the california or where's um karate kid take place yeah, yeah california yeah so like I, I just you know he's that big of a deal that they had to bring him all the way across the country to for this thing whatever was going on yeah i always wondered that so he's a maintenance man <laughs> but when he leaves work because he lives there sort of he, like, he has a little room but his house is like really nice so what yeah. does he really do well he built it himself I'm sure. <laughs> you don't. You don't think he built. You don't think he built this house in in Karate Kid. Well, the materials have to cost something. Maintenance men on like dumpy apartment buildings. Wait, wait this is Miyagi we're talking about. He probably okay. shaves down a tree. He probably does everything himself. It was made out of bonsai trees. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So then we see like the. It was cool seeing like him as a young man because that was his photo. I'm sure because the way it looked, it looked like sort of like photoshopped ish. Uh, you know what they did in the mid nineties, but uh, yeah, like this huge uh, ceremony. And one thing I wanted to say is why do they always, they do it in all movies and they do it in, in 
you know, around the country, why do they always have to shoot things to honor like dead people? They shot the cannon that was so loud. Wouldn't it like wake them up? Wake up the what? A dead person? Yeah. What if there's a zombie sleeping and then. Are you you're kidding me right now? Well, of course I'm kidding you right now, but I think it's like so over the top to play something that loud to, I just don't understand that. I'm assuming it's a military tradition, you know, just like anything else, you know, um, you know, even like when they get married, they, they do the, the gun salute and all that stuff. So it's just, I guess, a military thing. I don't think it has anything to do with zombies, um, but, you know, but I think. I can't believe you went to zombies with this. <laughs> That's a Karate Kid movie. I'd like to see, though. <laughs> okay. that, that, that might change things a little bit. <laughs> a little like, uh, you know, Night of the Living Dead, Karate Kid mashup. I love it. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> then we meet Julie because Miyagi's talking to a guy that he serves, some, some older woman. And, God, she is, she's got a lot going on. She has a lot going on, but... First of all, I feel like there was a little sexual tension between the 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 the, the, the lady and Miyagi. Yeah. Did anyone right? Like, right? Like, okay. So I wasn't the only one. I feel like there was definitely something, you know, again, okay, because they knew each other for a long time, right? Because he served with her husband, right? Yeah. Was that so but it seemed like there was something like they might have a past. Yeah. Although it bothered me that I mean, we assume that Miyagi had like this strong relationship with her husband and the husband's dead. And I assume they've known each other for a really long time. But when they're sitting across from each other at the table in her house and they've obviously she still calls him Mr. Miyagi. And then I was like, you don't even know his first name. And then I was like, well, Wait, well, what you, is you, his you first name? Before we even go there. She doesn't know a granddaughter's first name. I know. Okay. So, you know, you, you know, so the fact that she doesn't know Miyagi's first name, doesn't know a granddaughter. So, you know, she has, she has issues. <laughs> and then, so Julie, yes, she doesn't know. She calls her Sarah, like her dead mom's name. Again, we, they talked about that a little bit, but that was like, I don't know if that was necessary. <laughs> and it's the way she did it because she says, you know, my parents died in this. And like, it was like, she just totally gave us the whole history of what happened to her parents to her grandmother, who obviously knows her parents died also. And it's a daughter, you know, like, so like, yeah, yeah I mean, just the, the whirlwind of, of how she acted right off the bat was crazy. Yeah. The writers are probably like, how are we going to fit in this? This would be like a 10 minute scene. Just throw it in exposition. She'll blurt it out when she's stealing food, like raw meat. And at that point, I'm like, who's she stealing this for? Where is she going? Zombies. <laughs> there you go. Eating the zombies. Yes. And attitude right off the bat. I mean, there's like, there's such an attitude. Like, they don't explain why. Like, she really, like, nasty. I mean, she, she's meeting Miyagi for the first time. And complete attitude. Total yeah. dick. <laughs> she really was. She does throw a little. There is the, like, in Karate Kid Part 3. There's always got to be the racist lines. And there's oh my goodness. There's a lot in this movie. There is a lot in this movie yeah. that I was a little uncomfortable with. Yeah. Well, there was a lot, but in the other one, they were more like vulgar. I would say like the uh, ones that Terry, uh, Terry silver was uh, shouting. Yeah. But she, but she, she, but she goes, you, you barely speak English. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's pretty bad. I mean, I was, you know, I was surprised she said that. I mean, yeah. Different time. It's like, I get she's angry. I understand why she's angry because her parents died and that's awful. But I just felt like she was so unlikable in the beginning and pretty much through 98% of the film. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to like her. Did her parents die in a car accident? Yeah. Yeah. So then why is she so angry? I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I could understand you're upset, but like why it's almost like she's angry. Like she's blaming everybody for her parent. Like, did they explain why? Like, what, what was it? a You know, so nothing. They just died in a car accident. So she's just angry at everybody. Yeah. Okay. They, they didn't explain that at okay. all. <laughs> and it was weird that she had no friends. Like, well, I mean, even an out. How, how could you? She's such an attitude. She didn't like, she, I mean, like, would you want to be friends with her? Well, I, I take that back. Mm-hmm. She did have a friend. It wasn't a human <laughs> friend, but somehow in this movie, they thought, let's give her a hawk. <laughs> How'd she find that? I, I, I wrote that down. I'm like, you know, of all animal, all things that she can have, like, take the breakaway, a hawk, which is probably the most impossible thing for any human to even get close to, unless you're like a professional hawk trainer like but that's what she has and i couldn't figure out where she was <laughs> uh, yeah well that's <laughs> yeah they just happen to have cage at the top of the roof of the of the of the school right exactly and it wasn't like they were makeshift they were like metal like there was like a purpose for them it's not like you know some guy that keeps pigeons like had like one that was made out of wood on top it was like it was built to be there but she talks about later in the movie she has no money no money to do anything those like professional hawk gloves. It's not like you can use like a garden glove because those claws, the talons oh, yeah. are like right through your hand. She yeah. had like a professional glove. Like, <laughs> well, they were probably left by the cage. I mean, they have a cage there, so someone probably left them there. I just want to know, like, why would it be on top of a high school? And how would she find it? How would she know it's up there? So many questions. <laughs> and I no mean, yeah, there, there, well, there's so many questions regarding that high school. I mean, yes. that's just that, oh. that alone. I mean, I, I have so many questions. Now, if they're Matt, now, if they were like the Hawks, like their, their mascot was the Hawks and the bird got hurt. But the fact that she found an injured bird, carried that injured bird or in her headset, oh my God, I have one of these Hawk gloves at home. Let me go get that. The bird's going to stay here. There's just so much that goes into getting the bird from the road to that school. And she doesn't drive. Well, she's also not a veterinarian. So the fact that she's able to get a, a knows that the, the bird broke his arm, no I mean, wing knows that able to bring it up there and then somehow heal the bird. So it's able to, I mean, like, you know, without thinking, maybe I should bring it to the vet. She took care of it herself. So that's, that's the other issue. It would have made more sense if it were like the school's mascot, right. because also how would she even know that the school happened to have bird cages on the roof? Like, does she hang out there all the time and then found the hawk and said, I know exactly where I can take you. <laughs> and like, she has to have been doing this for a while. And I'm sure even before this, she's gone on the roof and she can know like, Hey, people could see me if I stand here. It's a pretty big roof. Why the hell is she so cocky that she has to have her hawk and then, like, go to the edge of the roof for the cops to see her. And those cops, <laughs> how, how are they? How are they cops? Really? I said the same exact thing. She she's trying to be so discreet with everything. Yeah, she's standing on the edge so everybody can see her. Not a good job. Here's my hawk, everybody. <laughs> those are the worst cops ever, by the way. Because they stop chasing her. They like they really like they you know they got distracted by her throwing a flashlight at them. <laughs> <It's> the <best>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you know, they were, they were, they were cornering her. She easily could have like slipped out without making a noise, but she decided to yell at them and throw a flashlight at them. That was her escape move. And I love that they got tripped up by the ladder. Like she goes down a ladder like, Oh no, not a ladder. We can't. That's it. Chase over. 
she got away. <laughs> Frank, I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm retiring next month. What if I fall down the ladder? <laughs> we were so gassed. And then, so this is the part, like I try always when I watch these movies, like never to text Jamie or whoever our guests are. Cause I don't want to like ruin something, but it's just so funny. The movie that we reviewed last week, troll two had the same thing. So the fact that, so she gets home, the grandma's there and, the, you know she they argue real quick but then the fact she explains that her and miyagi this guy that she does not know they're gonna swap houses like wife swap <laughs> you know what this again so this is the beginning of like the where the questions really come in so the grandma's gonna leave miyagi a strange man with this troubled girl to watch over her and just leave, and just get up and leave how, how is that normal? Again, it, again, it's it's bad parenting, bad grandparenting, whatever. It's horrible. And how I, well do they know each other? Like they knew each other in the war, but that war ended like 40, <laughs> 50 years ago. So what they do, like catch up on phone calls every few months. Like he could be like an ex-con. She doesn't, they don't know that. She's, they're up in Boston. And she doesn't even know his first name. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> And he's just going to give her the keys. Like, yeah, go ahead, go to my house. Stay there for a month or whatever. Because it had to be for a while. Because, I mean, prom came up and everything. So how long were they away for? It had to be at least a month. Oh, yeah. That is funny, the first name. What if that came into play? Like, it was like, all right, this guy's staying at your house. What's his first name? Because if you don't tell us his first name, we're going to arrest him. It's like, um. Well, they do mention his name at the at the the, the battle. At the, at the beginning, they mentioned his name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But just the fact that. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. Him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy yeah, it is oh my god and then we get the drop off at the airport and then we get some you know first time like in the car alone it's miyagi and julie and he starts dropping some Miyagiisms, and then julie somehow blurts out my birthday's in two weeks like again just throwing out all these little things that we're gonna and again how, later. how can the grandmother think this is gonna be okay she can't even control the, the granddaughter. You're going to have to lay it on Miyagi to take care of this. Like, you know, like for a month, it's not even like a, okay, a day or two. You talk about living with this. Like it's, I, that's crazy. Like it just makes no sense. It really doesn't. So one of my favorite things, there's, there's some favorite things that I have of this movie. Again, I wish all right off that. I wish there was like more fighting, like the other movies and more action part of it. But for a sequel, it is cool that they like, totally like changed it to try to maybe reach a different audience. It didn't work like in the box office. Cause I think it only made, uh, I think it was 16 mil in the box office. All the other ones were like so much higher than that. But dude, to see Michael Ironside enter this franchise and the role that he plays is kind of like, how did he get that job? Well, okay. So we need to talk about that, his job and, and what's going on there. Cause I, I really don't understand what all that is about. So those are all students at the high school, correct? In his group? Yes. Yeah. Even though they all look like they're 30. Correct. Yes. So, <laughs> but, and he's the security officer. So like, is he Ooh. like, like, what is he? Like he's a security officer, right? I guess. I feel like, cause, cause, cause I work in a high school. I feel like you could say he's technically like an advisor maybe of this. What did they call it? The alpha league. The alpha elite. Squad? Alpha, elite, alpha elite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's the advisor or like a, a 
coach, but yeah, maybe he. What is he? What is he training them for? Like, I mean, like it's because it's pretty intense. I mean, so like I don't know. Like I wasn't sure if they were students or not. Like I was. It was just the way. I don't know. I was just. I was. I don't know. I don't know. I'll say now because it comes up later. I feel like he has serious PTSD. (laughs) The fact that he's training those kids when. When is any of that fighting? Like when they do the bull ring and they're all just beating the crap out of each other. Like when is that ever going to come in when somebody like cuts line in the cafeteria or like steals well, no, well, he, he made a reference that if they drop bubble gum wrapper, they're going to make them eat it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, so, you know, when they, when they drop things on the floor, things like that, they got to come in, you know, it's going to come in handy. Yeah. I, I just wrote in my notes that whole scene was insanely illegal. Like, there's no oh, way that, that every would ever every fly scene he was in was school. illegal. Yeah. I mean, he was so intense. Like, he was beating he's beating up kids. Like an, yeah. another another karate kid, just like uh, you know your favorite bad guy in part Silver. three. Adults beating up and picking on kids. I mean, like really, I mean, he, and he punching these kids like I know. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> messed up <laughs> on school property just like assaulting these kids really one by is. one <laughs> and the school's okay with it well that principal was pretty clueless <laughs> he was basically like whatever dugan said he listened to like no matter what it was even after he said something dugan would repeat it in a different way and he's like you're right this is your last warning well, would you step up to Dugan? <laughs> He's so intense. <laughs> he can't smile. He smiles in one spot, oh. in like one part of this movie. And it's like his face is like saying, no, don't smile. He, he, he's such a bad guy in everything. Like you just know, like the minute, the first time you see him, he's standing in the hallway with such an angry face. Like you're yeah. like, no, the villain's right here. Yeah. And then we get the long shot that is like 15 seconds too long of showing them walk <laughs> in the all black, like walking up. But it, you know, it is cool, like this movie that you see, like Walter Goggins, who is actually yeah. up for the role. Him and Michael were going for the role, and they were the last two, and he beat out. He's also another creepy guy, Goggins. He always plays like oh, a bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's awesome. But all right, let, now we have. But now we're meeting Ned. First of all, of all names for a bully, you pick Ned. Like, I mean, if you if you get bullied by a Ned, I mean, I, I'm sorry if there's any Neds listening. You know, it's not really a tough name. We just lost him. <laughs> lost him. <laughs> you lost all your Neds. <laughs> it is funny when you think of the name Ned in like cinema. I was trying to think of this before, and maybe you guys have like one that you think of, but think of this era. This is like 95. So like Simpsons was already on, but getting like really big. And I think of uh Red Ned Day. Oh, oh yeah, I think yeah, yeah, but I'm thinking like in movies yeah. like Needle Needle Nose Ned from Groundhog's mm-hmm. Day. This and like Ned Flanders. Other than that, I really can't. And Ned Flanders is is he such a geek? On like in the Simpsons, I mean, like seriously, like Ned, yeah, Mike Barnes. All right, it's kind of a tough name. You have Johnny. You know what? I mean, again, better than Ned. Like I don't know. I think Ned is kind of nerdy. It's I mean, and he's a pretty big guy. He's probably bigger than both Johnny and and he's huge. Right. So should have been Ned, but he went by like Axel or like Hammer, and then kids would be like, "Oh, your real name's Ned," and then he's like embarrassed. But it should have been something like something, you know? Look like a Rocco. He could have been a Rocco. <laughs> hey, <we're> a Rocco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, when I hear that, all I can think of is Eddie Murphy saying Rocco. Hey, Rocco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so this is like the most, again, the most intense 
start of a movie that you see Julie who hates going to school. She's in this. What kind of room is that? Is that like the teacher's lounge or is it a little like uh, it, it looked like it was in a corner room? of a classroom or something? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it almost looked like a greenhouse. Right. Or yeah. <laughs> but then again, it goes along with okay, his name is Ned and he's really like the bully bullying a girl. Like, I mean, like, like, is he really a good bully? Like, he, he like his, he's picking on a girl the entire movie. How tough is he? And why? Yeah. And why? Right. Like, I mean, it just like, and why would they, like, if they're going to make the next Karate Kid, wouldn't you think like they would have had like a female bully or something like that? I think that would have been a little bit better. Like to have a guy, a big guy bullying this small little girl was kind of like, I don't know, weird. It was uncomfortable. <laughs> There's a, there's scenes like later on in the movie, oh, yeah. I know we'll get to, but, but yeah. that, but him like, like roughing her up in that, that weird plant room. I, I don't know. I was like, or even chasing you- her like later on, like all that stuff is like, it's, I mean, it's almost too intense. Like it's like, it would have been better if they had a female bully again, just, yeah. just like the Cobra Kai. I think that would have been a better matchup. Like that just seemed like wrong the way they had it. It, it was wrong, but obviously like the end what happens at the end, it, it like kind of writes it, but yeah, like how uncomfortable it is. And he even said in the interview, he was saying like, she was like in this movie, like me too, before me too. And it's funny because if you hear the lines that he says, like most of the girls invite me to the docks and I'm like, wow. And another thing, well, I'm sure you guys have this written down somewhere, but where are all the other <laughs> students? Wouldn't there be a girl that dates one of these guys or somebody there's no one else in this huge school. The only scene at the prom. That was the only time you saw them. There's and there's not no, that many people there for there that aren't. huge school. <laughs> like, wouldn't you have, a, and there was no classroom scene. There's no, all we see is like in the school we see like, and then the movie's in the school a lot. It takes place there. There's Colonel Dugan, the principal, uh, the, the alpha elite, Eric, her, and that's it. That is it. It's it's crazy. Couldn't throw in like another group of like maybe popular girls to pick on her too or something. Or just have kids walking in the hallway. I mean, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of hallway scenes. Just have kids at the locker. Nothing. It's it's either it's empty every single time they show a scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And then he he plants the cigarettes, he pulls the cigarettes out of his pocket. Colonel Dugan, of course, it's like a setup. Like, is he uh, does he know that this is gonna happen? Do they like coordinate this beforehand? But so then she gets goes to the office, gets in trouble. And this is the time of the movie. Again, we talked about how older some of the actors look like, the students. When he says, McGowan, make sure, make sure Julie, what's her last name? They shot it like a million times in this movie. Yeah. I know. <laughs> he's like, I don't know. He's like, Julie, make sure Julie gets to the classroom. And then when he picks up a backpack, I'm like, oh my God, I thought that was a teacher. <laughs> so I thought so too. I was like, oh, that's like a sub or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he definitely looked much older than he should have yeah. been in there. He yeah. played Johnny Cage. He played Johnny Cage in um, one of the Mortal Kombat movies. What? Yes. In Annihilation? Yes, I thought, or is it? It might be. It might be the second one. Yeah, he plays Johnny Cage. Yeah, because the first one was a, really. Yeah, I I, I looked him up because I was like he looked familiar. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so his karate came in handy. He's pretty big for Johnny Kid. Johnny yes. Kid's like a skinny Hollywood guy. Oh, this, five, twenty, you know, ten years later. I mean, fifteen years no. later. No. Few a couple of years later. That's it. Annihilation was ninety seven or ninety eight. Huh. All right. 
But that's pretty crazy. Yeah, her last name's Pierce. I don't know. They said it a trillion times in this movie. So I should have like remembered that. But yeah, just this whole part. Like, and then Ned sees Eric and he's like, hey, you're supposed to be getting Pierce to get to the next class. You make sure she gets there. Is everything all right? No problems. And then Eric's like, oh shit, let me check on this girl in the bathroom. She was in there for what? Like 15 seconds. And, and he walked right. Yeah. And he walked right in that again. It's so many, so many wrong things. Like, I mean, ugh. oh my God. Oh yeah. And he even says, don't forget. She's mine. So that's a net set. Maybe because there's no girls in the school. So they really <laughs> do have to fight one. over it. This is like caveman days. And it's like, there's only like a few women we got to fight over. <laughs> Oh my God, man. Yeah. And then he catches her on the roof. So somehow he knows that she hopped. I guess that window leads to the roof. Maybe one day she was sneaking out of school. She going out. She's like, holy crap, I can keep birds in here. (laughs) And then she even throws in the exposition, the previous janitor love pigeons that all I could think about, like there's only one person that I know that loves pigeons and Mike Tyson. So was this already out? Was that thing already out then in the mid nineties that he loved pigeons? Yeah. I, I don't know. Who knows? Because that was like a childhood story of his, like growing up in New York. Like he had like pigeons on a roof or something. Yeah, but he, had, he also had tigers. So then this is what we were kind of talking about before. But so then we get like the first training session, like when Miyagi, because Miyagi tells Julie, hey, I'll come pick you up at school. And dude, this whole part, like, Bull in the ring. And like uh, Michael told me, all those guys actually had to train like doing that. It's, it's, and again, this is like out in the public in front of people. It's like, like, it was just like intense. Like, I, I, and, and I go, for what? Like, what are they training for? Like, I didn't understand why it was so, I thought, I, again, I I didn't even realize they were, I wasn't sure if they were students or not. That's how like it was crazy. I didn't, I didn't get it. Well, if you look around, there's no uh, there's no bubblegum wrappers on the ground, so no. it's working. <laughs> oh, so it is working. Yes, true. <laughs> it's like hall monitors on steroids. Like <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, the fact that Michael Ironside was hired there is amazing. I mean, you know, the guy is just a scary dude to begin with, and then you know, he's beating up kids. But let's keep him on the payroll, right? Like, and again, we'll talk about this later a little bit more. But he doesn't know karate at all. Like he. It's all the guys are doing sort of karate in like the bull ring, but he's like clothes, like just brawl punching like Roddy Piper in uh in every movie that street brawl or whatever. He's just like, they're just punching. Like I'm like, this isn't karate. He's pounding them. Like he's like, he's literally <laughs> fighting. He's fighting them. Like it's not even like, he's not even teaching them. He's fighting them. <laughs> he's a grown man beating up high school students. I thought it was really interesting how like for a karate movie, how little karate there actually was in the movie. Like at one point I was watching it with Lee, my boyfriend, and we paused it and it was like 58 minutes into the movie and we still hadn't really seen any karate yet. (laughs) There's very little karate in this movie. Yeah. I'm surprised like they could even thrown in, I don't know, other people fighting or I don't know. I guess when you don't have, the main person like already learning karate right in the beginning. Cause she doesn't really start learning until probably then, like probably like 45 minutes into minutes. the movie. <laughs> were, were there any female contestants in the, in the karate tournament? In the original karate yeah. kid. Yeah. 
I don't remember no. there being. I remember there being younger boys, but I don't right. remember there never being like any so girls. in both movies. There was never a female. Is it only a guys tournament? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why they couldn't show karate. The girl can't <laughs> fight. <laughs> it's illegal. <laughs> and then Miyagi shows up, and he's and he finds out things. He talks like all of uh, Julie's teachers, but when he talks to Dugan. And he's just like looking around, like what's going on, and he like does like a riddle, and it's so funny. His face is like, what? Well, you know, you know. I mean, speaking of Miyagi, I'm starting to think that he doesn't know karate either. By the way, whoa. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's watching some of his moves in this movie compared to the other movies. He slowed down a little bit. Well, how old was he in this movie? Like the actor. Well, he was he was 50 in the first movie. Right. As as the actor, because I know Ralph Macchio was just recently same age as Miyagi. Right. But I'm just saying, like when you now when you watch, because he does a little more karate in this one, I think compared to the other ones. I'm just saying it's not that good. Well, you're um, telling me that gas station scene that involved <laughs> one of the guys sitting in the background waiting to get punched. You, you mean you mean like another scene where adults were going to pick on a girl again? In another scene? Okay. Another uncomfortable scene. (laughs) (laughs) So Eric McGowan, who is obviously, or we know right now, like Julie kind of likes him in a way because she's worried like, Hey, don't tell them about my Hawk. You know, don't tell them about angel, which the bird's name is probably not angel. So it probably confuses the bird, probably Larry (laughs) or Frank or something. But so the fact that she, he's like going to work, she jumps in his car. She doesn't really know him. Right. And what is his job? Well, okay. First of all, a lot of this happens so fast. Now that they're already at near the end of the school year because prom's coming around. Yeah. Why? They, why is this all happening all at once? Like you know, like they like they acting like they've never seen each other, but they're to- I, it's just like their relationship. It seems kind of weird, even yeah. with Ned. Like all three of them, they they've had to be known. They're they're seniors, right? They've been going to school for a long time, but they're almost acting like I don't know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it's very weird. You know, yeah. yeah, I mean, but yeah, so she follows him to his work in the car. Well, he's security at the train station, train station, isn't he? Is that what he is? Yes. On the roofs of trains. <laughs> his shirt is open. His hat looks like something from like, uh, like a costume shop. And he says to her, I chase away the rats. And then later in the movie, we just see him walking on top on of top. it. And no one else is there, by the way. <laughs> like, it's not one other worker. <laughs> what? And his and his job, he's able to just walk around and talk to someone else while he's working. Maybe he's just crazy. And one day he showed up, and they just don't pay him, and he just keeps coming back because he. I don't know what he could be getting paid to do. Maybe he lives there. <laughs> that would have been such a great twist, right? So maybe he lives there. He doesn't have a job, but like you know, he's homeless, and he you know. And that's why he's so desperate for the recommendation letter from Dugan. See. We should have written the screenplay. <laughs> what person in the Air Force Academy would be like, oh, Dugan, the guy that lets ki- beats the shit out of kids in high school? Oh, we're going to take whatever he says. Yeah. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> like, why would they take his word for about anything? Because he scares everybody. So they just do whatever he says. Yes. <laughs> he has one of the scariest, right? Of all actors. Why? He's, to me, even like Patrick Kilpatrick, he has like that look like, 
I don't know if they could smile. Really, he just he just has that look that even if if you even if he was playing a good guy, he would still look like a bad guy. Yeah, kind of thing. You know? Do you think he's ever played a good guy? That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> Wasn't he in Scanners? Was he? I saw that movie so long ago. Wasn't he? Well, not I don't think he's a guy good guy. No, he he played. Wasn't he in a Western? Wasn't he in? Um, he might have been. I think I think he played a good guy in some movie. I think he did. Maybe one. <laughs> Maybe one. <laughs> but one thing about this movie, again, obviously, it's not like what you go into when you're thinking about like a karate kid. You're thinking like, okay, we're going to get a fight 10 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And then, but giving this idea a shot, like green lighting, this was pretty ballsy. And obviously it didn't work like box office wise, but to have like, it's like the odd couple. Really, it's Miyagi, like an old Japanese man living with a high school girl. It, it, I, I, I was thinking also kind of like three men and a baby kind of thing where yeah. like, you know, you have a child thrown at you. He's so not used to, especially a girl. He obviously has a lot of issues. Like he doesn't know how to handle her. So it was like almost like three, three, three men and a baby. That's how I, I thought of it right away. <laughs> and it's so uncomfortable. Like he's he's assuming this father role right away and she doesn't even know him. He's telling her, no, do your homework, do this. And I'm not going to knock on the door and I'm going to open it with you oh. just wearing a bra. Oh. Yeah, you know what? Let's, let's <laughs> you, have, you have a rebel of a, a teenage girl right now who doesn't listen to her own family. She's going to listen to this guy. She's known for two days. You know, I, 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 in fact, it would probably be, she probably would never go to school. Like the fact that she's even listening, like it just, it was so stupid to have how they had to introduce it that way. And the fact that he goes, I, I used to live with Daniel's son and with Daniel's son, I could walk in on Daniel's son. I'm like, why are you walking in on Daniel's son? <laughs> <laughs> like, why? That was, part, that was part of the training. You got <laughs> to be always prepared. <laughs> that was one thing that, one of the things that really bothered me about, about this movie was that like, okay, because in the, the original Karate Kid, Mr. Miyagi doesn't impose himself on Daniel, right? He's sort of, Daniel is kind of drawn to him because there's something very mysterious about him. And, and for some reason, Daniel knows that he just sort of gravitates to him. But I felt like in this movie, Miyagi is trying so hard to connect with Julie that it was just uncomfortable and so out of character for him. And that, that bothered me so much. <laughs> Like, I felt like I wished it was the other way where he's just like, all right, you do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. And then she'd be like, wait, what's, what's your thing? Uh, I don't want to know, you know? No, you're right. He he was trying way too hard. Yeah. Um, No, I agree. Yeah. There's only like one part of the movie that he does that she kind of like wants to be trained, but you're right. Like he was that guy that was just like, Hey, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. And you know, you can, you would come to me. Now that's so true. Like why? Like there's like this formula that works. Even in the third movie, he like wouldn't even help Daniel like train. Like and he needed it. Like he not only a grown man wanted him to fight. He like, I mean, like I feel like he was also very way more loose with her than he was ever with Daniel. And that's why Daniel owns all of LaRusso car he had more discipline. <laughs> oh, he definitely did. <laughs> so then she storms out of the house. Miyagi does like one of his Miyagiisms about uh, having a boat, trying to you know move a boat on dry land. And this one, she says the line, 
you are trying to teach me. You barely know English. <laughs> that guy yeah. almost runs him, uh, runs her over, and she jumps into the air into like a karate kick. Well, it was it was a tiger position. A tiger position. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you think that's possible? You know, a car going down the street, you just jump on top of the hood like that. I feel like it's like a Bugs Bunny move. I actually very briefly dated a guy who. Oh my god! I think you're gonna say you did it. I, was say- I did not. I did not. But it's it's a kind of a funny story. It's some yes. guy that I met uh, like on online dating, and we'd gone on a few dates, and then he was. We were texting each other, and then I didn't hear from him for two days, and I thought, oh, he ghosted me. But it turns out he got. He's like, oh, I got hit by a car. I was crossing the street, and this car didn't stop. But I jumped up and landed on the hood and I and I hurt my leg. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, it was like this, some like Spider-Man shit. <laughs> did you ask me if he did it? It was a tiger position or no? Because if he did, did. It a tiger position, he would have been okay. <laughs> so. It's also possible that he made that up and just didn't want to text me back. <laughs> so that was gonna be my follow-up question. Did you ever go on another date with him? I did. Oh damn. But that was <laughs> I only date guys that don't get hit by cars. Right. <laughs> now, do you really think that happened, or do you think? Because I mean, if you're going to make up a lie, that's pretty. That's a pretty intense lie. I mean, Make-up like you know, lie. you can you can make it e- much easier. So if you're going to go in that much detail, like yeah, I feel like this is a comfortable space. So I'm going to tell a story really, really quick. <laughs> I once told a girl that I got into a car accident. And it was, I went so deep into it. I like put brand bandages on my thigh. And when she came to my door, I had my, my aunt was like cleaning out stuff. So I took a wheelchair from her and I already had the wheelchair for like a year. So when she came to my door, my parents lived in a mother daughter. So I like texted her. I'm like, Oh, just come in. And I was on the wheelchair. Yikes. It felt, it felt good to mention that. <laughs> get that off you feel good. Chest. Get it off your chest. Erica from Metuchen, New Jersey. <laughs> I was not injured in a car accident. <laughs> but wow. this is one one thing I wanted to ask because you guys are a couple years older than me. So the whole pizza thing with the 30 minutes or less, like legit, like how many people died or got into injuries because of that being a rule? Hold on a second. What does us being a little older have anything to do with yeah. Well, I mean, that, like, I don't see the correlation there. Like, you you haven't been around that long that you had the pizza? I don't remember that being a thing that, like, my parents would be like, oh, dude, 32 minutes. I only know it as a trope in movies. Like, I don't remember ever that being a rule. No, they, I, I, I don't know which franchise has it. Like, is it, is it, is it a Domino's? Like, it's, if it's not delivered in 30 minutes, you get a free pie or something like that? Or It might have been Domino's, I think. Yeah. But Oh, I, I mean, just thought it was all of them because they did that in uh, – didn't they do a joke like that in like Home Alone? They did it in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, hey man, thirty-one minutes, dude. Well, it's probably a take on Domino. I, I think it was Domino's that would that would do it if they didn't deliver it in thirty minutes, and they probably just use that as a thing. But I mean, kind of offense to the age thing. I think uh, I think you I think you were around when Domino's was doing it. That's all I'm saying. If there's any Domino drivers listening, at sequels only. Tell us, you know, what do you do? What do you used to do to beat it? <laughs> there must have been some like tricks of the trade, but uh, so then so then we find out that that Julie learned the tiger pose because Miyagi's like, "How did you do that?" Because he was like saying, "I'm not mad at you." She's like, "You're gonna yell at me like my grandma does," and she's like, "He's like, no." But it was pretty cool that like 
Julie learned karate from her dad. Who learned it from Miyagi. Yeah, that's crazy. Just like the six degrees of Miyagi. But does, does she know karate? Because I feel like she didn't know karate. Outside of that when jump. Did, when did her parents die? Like, do you think it's recently or like years back? I feel like it was recent based on how angry she is all the time. But I, I would say within, I would say like within six months. Right. That's, that's what I would think too. Yeah. Oh, wow. But I mean, but does she know karate? Because I mean, like she seems very basic when he's trying to teach her. I mean, you know, so I don't know. Like she knows how to jump. I mean, obviously she jumps from the rock. She jumps on a car. But I don't yeah. know if she knows like karate. Like, I didn't think she really knew karate. Because there's no karate in the movie. <laughs> so her dad really only taught her the, the crouching tiger. And yes. that's it. The jump. Okay. And then they were going to start kicking and punching. And then. So he figures, you know what? Let me start with the hardest thing possible <laughs> and then work on the, you know, the, the, the simple stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> and she, she ruins what's like almost a touchy moment. And she goes, they died. Everyone died when talking about like her grandpa and her parent and her parents. It's like, I understand her parents is hard, but you know, people die. So the grandpa was probably like 80 something years old and she just like gets so intense again. Maybe Gina's right. Like it is that recent that it's like scab ripped off. But why is she mad at the grandmother like that? That I don't understand. Like, I mean, I, I mean, the grandmother seems like a sweet old lady. Maybe she uh, yeah. told him to go out for a walk and the pizza guy hit her. He was trying to get the pizza within 30 minutes. <laughs> okay. So now I get it. So, so that's the, that, that makes sense. Now, now, now that's why she's angry. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> meanwhile, the pizza guy drove off right after that. Cause he had to deliver the pizza. Yes. That's what yeah. I mean. It was like so intense. He's like, dude, I cannot be late. <laughs> So then we get to the next morning, which again, is this their first morning? I guess this is their first like overnight. And the fact that. Wait, she, no, is it the first? No, it can't be because they didn't she go back to the Hawk later at night another time or no? You're going to tell me all this just happened in one day. Yeah. <laughs> so the Ned with the the, 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 the cigarettes, the Hawk and, and the other guy, the, the beating up in the, in the bowl in the ring. It's all the same day. All the same day. day. Yeah, okay. unless unless only one day a week she wakes up at five o'clock in the morning blasting <laughs> generic uh like rock music and doing some of the worst air guitar that I've ever seen in my life. Oh. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> and then Miyagi has to go, like Miyagi's never had a girlfriend or something before, which he did have a girlfriend in Okinawa. That was like such a big story from the second one. He goes in there, the pantyhose. It's like this guy fights like so many people. And he's nervous about pantyhose. He's like, he's like, first of all, whose pantyhose are they? Because the grandma's not there anymore. Yeah. So Julie doesn't seem like the pantyhose. Right, cor- right correct. There. So like they, de- I mean, Miyagi was already in the bathroom before then, so they weren't hanging in there before. So who's who's wearing those? That was a lot of pantyhose. It was, and, and I, I can understand if the grandmother was still there, but she wasn't. So I, I again, I don't think it's Julie's. So maybe it's a ghost. <laughs> I don't, I'm just saying I, it made no sense to have hang, hang, uh, hanging, you know, pantyhose there because they made it sound like, so like they made it look like it was hers. The, well, the pantyhose. I don't know. I've never worn pantyhose. And honestly, like 
find a drying rack. Don't hang on. Were they hanging from the ceiling? They like, were. Where were they? Like, did she hook hangers into the I, ceiling and then drape the pantyhose over the hangers? That's not, that's not how you do it. <laughs> Nobody does it that way. <laughs> well, I don't know anyone that wears pantyhose anymore. So I don't know how, how do you normally do it? I, I put them on the drying rack or I just throw them out because they rip after <laughs> the first wear anyway. So... Well, I again, <laughs> I, I want to know whose pantyhose they are because it's definitely not Julie's. Based on the clothes she was wearing the whole movie, they're not hers. No. So this is when Julie is asking for karate lessons and Miyagi talks about payment and she says, like, I have no money. So then he talks about like the schoolwork and he says like, I don't even know what he says first, like three history papers and her, her rebuttal is how about two math papers and one history? And I'm like, What's a math paper? I wrote that in my notes. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Like, I can say maybe in college, there's something that you can write about a, like a formula or something. But I was like, what the hell is that? Of all the subjects, a math paper. <laughs> I, mean, I, was, yes. I wrote in my notes, we don't write papers for math. <laughs> it's not a thing. Well, I mean, she's obviously not a good student. She doesn't do any work. So she has no clue what she's saying anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I do love how Miyagi like tricks people into doing things like you know it's like the jedi mind trick he uses oh, he, yeah. he, he has jedi mind trick well he has a lot of special powers because he's able to use that clap you know the healing clap on the bird that he used on humans so you know he has <laughs> definitely scary. has some special powers it's a universal clap you know <laughs> but i love the fact that he like gets daniel to do all these chores like everyone to like help him out like he can get some maybe he didn't even build his house he convinced someone else to build his house. But in this, he like tricks her into like training by, cause she talks about she wants money uh, to like go to the mall and then gets her to babysit these three terrible kids. Yeah. And let's, let's discuss that for a second. So Miyagi's only been here for two days. So he happened to go across the street <laughs> to a neighbor who doesn't know him. To have a, a strange man come in here to set up a babysitter for three wild kids. <laughs> How does that happen? That's where the phone call could have came in. The neighbor could have called and be like, hey, there's this, uh, this old Japanese guy in your house. And he came over and wanted, you know, your granddaughter babysit the kids. Like, what is this? And what parents allow so a stranger? So, yeah, you know, yeah, sure. You know, I mean, like ridiculous. And knowing, I mean, I'm, if they're neighbors right across the street, they know what kind of girl Julie is. You know, she's obviously a troublemaker. Yeah, let's have her watch our three kids. <laughs> I mean, it just another strange situation. They probably watch her at night. They're like, honey, honey, she's going to get the hawk again at school. She's going to feed him. Watch. <laughs> she's sneaking out. But yeah. And then the fact that she wasn't really there that long. Unless they were doing like that Nerf gun and ball fight. But I did like, seriously, like I did really enjoy Miyagi ringing the doorbell and having a bag. Where did he get those? Did he go out and buy all those? (laughs) Well, if he's able to find a prom dress, I'm sure finding Nerf, you know, stuff is no problem, you know. But uh, yeah, it wasn't one day. That was all one day again, like two hours of just. (laughs) Like, cause she'd left or was it like a montage of just her babysitting, you know, a couple of times? Oh, no. Yeah, no, it was a montage, but it's like, well, you don't think, you don't it? think it was all one day. Like you don't I think it was. It was. was. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, that's, yeah. that's ridiculous. 
what the parents were able to do, like go around the block and come back because it was that <laughs> fast. And it was during the day. Like, I mean, like, like who normally watches the kids? Like if, if, <laughs> if, if he's, if, if she's watching the kids during the day right now, who normally does? Cause I'm sure it's not the first time. Yeah. And what was the purpose of, of the babysitting? Like, what was he trying to Jedi mind trick her into doing? Well, I think she came out a little bit more humble after that. Okay. She was smiling a little bit more after that. I think they, I think they, I don't know. Was it, it was a- dodgeball ish, like dodge yeah. a wrench. You can, cause she was kind of getting to the point <laughs> she could dodge the nerf guns. And so she tricked them. She was, re- she was reading and she had a gun set up for them. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, maybe it was a way for her to like kind of chill out a little bit. Cause she was having a little fun later on. I also feel like the, the screenplay writer really didn't know what to do with the, with the karate kid being a girl. Like, I mean, I don't keep comparing it to the first one, but with Daniel, he had him do manual labor. And then with um, with Julie, he has her babysit. Uh, <laughs> like, that is what? so sexy. No, I get it. No, that a is little true. bit, right? <laughs> what do girls do? I don't know. I'm not a girl. Are you a girl? Does anybody know a girl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my daughter babysits sometimes. That's all I really know about her. It's like, put it in the script. No, that is true. <laughs> of all things, that's... God damn it! <laughs> so you don't, you don't, you don't think if they if they had uh, Daniel's son babysitting, it would have worked? No, <laughs> it didn't work for this one. <laughs> my personal opinion. <laughs> so then Julie sneaks out. This is when she sneaks out to go uh, see Angel the Hawk. And- well, see, she set Miyagi up because she played the music before, and now this time Miyagi puts the earplugs in. You know, and so like so that's why she did the first Whoa. time and distracted Miyagi. Wait, so you're telling me she did... Wow, that's good. Right? Because, I mean, she did it the first time. Miyagi, he saw his face. He's like, oh, I can't... So this time, he just rolled over, grabs the cotton, puts it in his ears. So I think she set him up. Like, now he's not going to know that she's sneaking out. So she Miyagi Miyagi. She Miyagi Miyagi. Wow. That's good. That's right. Respect. (laughs) (laughs) So the, the Alpha Elite, again, this is two nights after... She threw the flashlight at the cops and everything. So they just, what did their parents not care about them? Or, I, but also they patrol a high school at night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like, so they, do they never go home? I almost feel like they knew that she was going to be there. Like they were on the lookout for her because she's such a troublemaker trying to save an injured hawk. So, I you know, know, again, this scene, it was a little uncomfortable. Yes. I mean, like, I, I, and again, like I just, I get maybe the timing of the period of what, you know, when it came out and everything, but it's like, it's just way too intense for a group of bully guys for one girl, you know, I mean, chasing them in a dark hallway in a school, five guys and one girl. That's, that's a little crazy. Like it just, I don't know. It was what, weird. We're talking about when she's cowering in fear in a classroom because <laughs> she takes the wrong door and he just starts, he throws a chair and he says, let's try to be friends, Julie. And then just tosses chairs everywhere. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Was that during the Jurassic Park riff off where she's hiding in the, yes. the kitchen thing? Okay. True. <laughs> oh my God. You know what? I didn't even, th- I didn't even think about that. That's, oh, like, he's a velociraptor. He's a velociraptor. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, these alpha elite squad members, 
they're supposed to like again they're supposed to be trained they do the bullfighting and the fact that they're just sitting around like chit-chatting because she gets away from ned opens the door and knocks one over and is able to run away we didn't say they're good at the the job you know but yeah i mean i just don't it just I, i i don't know i don't i don't i really don't understand it again why are they there at night in full uniform here's the most hard to understand thing in the whole movie the the alarm goes off like i think the alarm went off like when she got there or we saw it or maybe that's from the first time she's in the school but when she tripped it right she yeah yeah so when the cops arrive and she runs out and there she just gets through the gate the gates closed and somehow they can't fit through Right. I don't know or about that. It. But how is Dugan already in the cop cars? Why is he in the cop cars? Exactly. But yeah, yeah exactly. But it's like, it was like a few minutes. Is yeah, he hanging yeah. at the police station? Is he on that road? Is he a cop? Like, I mean, oh, yeah, maybe. I was thinking all those cops in the town, because we don't know how long he's worked there. They're all former, like, alpha elite and. It seems like he can manipulate the cops because later in the movie, he says something that's like mind blowing, but everybody believes that he could say it and everybody thinks it's going to be uh, well, true. Well, again, it's Dukin. So I think Dukin can do whatever he wants and say what he wants and everybody just listens because they're afraid of him. So, you know, he's, he's not a cop, but he's like, listen, I'm going with you guys. You know, you have no, nothing to say about it. And he goes, I want to know how, how did Julie get into how, how did she get into the school? Uh, don't the schools lock at night? Don't they? I mean, like, like, I just, it just, I don't know. It's just stupid. They wanted to pay for doors, but since there's only 17 kids that go to that school, they're like, oh, who needs locks? And they're all in their 30s anyway. So that is true. <laughs> they don't even go to class. <laughs> and there was another flashlight casualty. In yes, that. it was. Yes. Well, that's a weapon. Of, that's a weapon of choice. Like that's her. Mm-hmm. She does. She did it twice. The same exact thing. She likes to throw it. Yeah. Where is she getting them from? Because after she threw the yeah. other one. She has somehow had the same exact big flashlight again. I don't know. <laughs> Her grandpa was a flashlight collector. She's just like going through that collection. But then this is like, I don't know. This is my favorite part of the movie. Like this next part was so Miyagi says like, we're going to go, I'm going to take you to a special place. And again, she barely knows Eric really. Like it seems like they never met before. Now it's like two days later. And she's like, well, I have to say goodbye to him. Cause I have to make sure you know, he takes care of my hawk and she's kind of like flirting with him again while he's walking on top of a train. <laughs> That's him. And I thought he was going to fall because she's like, you better pay attention. Yeah, yeah, that was her was really saying that line. <laughs> I was waiting for that too. Oh my God. And he had a, ca- I wrote this down. He had a camera without a lens in it. <laughs> if you like look around his neck, he had like an old silver camera and there was no like camera lens. It was like, wait, he was, open. wait, he was wearing a camera while I was working. He had a camera around his neck, shirt open. The buttons were just, I don't know, for decoration. I'm telling you, he, I'm telling you he lives there. That's, that's his home. <laughs> Doesn't he also make some comment when they climb up to the top of the train? Maybe this was the first time they went there. And he said, from up here, it's, it's a view from the top of the world. And, and we're like from like 10 and a half feet up the top <laughs> of the world. <laughs> Your world's very sad. Very <laughs> sad. <laughs> and then... One thing that is cool about these movies, like when you get into the later ones, sometimes they like, you know, they get cheap on, you know, the music or special effects. Like we've seen it in a bunch of sequels. They're like, Hey, you know what? Let's do something different for Splinter. And then Splinter, Splinter looks like a, 
like a hand puppet that you know, like my daughter has in the, <laughs> the turtles. But in this, they still have Bill Conti, who's like a legend, you know, Rocky. And it's cool when you suddenly hear that karate kid music, like when they're driving out to the to the monastery. There's a monastery in this movie. Which, you know, it's funny because I I could have sworn Danielson asked Miyagi, where did he learn his karate? And I and he's didn't he say something like Buddhist monks? Like, did you learn from Buddhist monks? And uh, and Miyagi's like, no, no, I didn't lie to Daniel because he did learn right from the monks, right? I thought he learned from his father. That's what I thought, but I mean, but like, what? But the monks had something to do with it. I think he must have known him. I don't know how he knew monks in Boston because he knew them. They had like a good relationship. Maybe yeah. he used to live in Boston. Are there monks in Boston? I was thinking that I'm like, why are there monks in Boston? Not even monks in Boston, but like a whole like sanctuary like that. I mean, like yeah. I th- of all places, I think Boston would probably be the last place I would think that they would have a bunch of. They're gonna freeze their asses off. There was like no, it was all stone. There was no, yeah. Did did, did we did we get to the hawk part? Yeah, I don't know. This is after the hawk. The hawk. It's way after. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I have a question about that. Okay. I, I do too. <laughs> That's it. But no, before they go there, this is when they go to the gas station. Correct. In the middle of Massachusetts, somewhere in New Hampshire, Vermont. And another creepy scene. Yeah. The dog starts growling and these guys are like, again, is this really, are the people like that in Massachusetts that look that rednecky? You know what? I mean, maybe on the way, maybe they're not there yet. It could, could be, you know, I mean, a town, you know, upstate New York, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, whatever. Um, I, I, I could see that. But just like, just again, the intensity of you have a, a high school girl, like, you know, like, and they're like the way they were talking about her and, and to her, and like, it's just creepy. Like, just like, I, I wonder what they're thinking throughout this whole movie, because there's a lot of just intense stuff with men and, and this high school girl, you know? Yeah. And the dog just growling and Miyagi, dude, I loved it, man. The fact that more magic power for Miyagi. Yeah, Miyagi, the dog whisperer, and then the guy gets pissed off because the dog's whining. He goes, "You turn my dog into a damn chicken," and that pissed him off. And that did piss him off. And God, the the fight scene was just—it was like they had to do it in one take. And it, it is kind of like sad that that's what it looked like because they could have made it look better. It just looked like the the screenshot I tried to get. If you're watching this, if you're not watching some video, was that like there's a scene that Miyagi's fighting all these like guys at a gas station, and there's one guy behind, and he's like almost like I never played like double dutch, but like with the rope, he looks like he's trying to go in and he's waiting for Miyagi to like throw like a, a back punch. And it was just I feel like Miyagi's karate is very similar to Steven Seagal. It's a lot of like twisting, and grabbing. And, uh, that's, listen, he's he's not. He does a lot of like twisting and grabbing and throwing people around. No, he does. Yeah. Well, I guess that's their thing. It's more like not attacking. Right. Like Seagal's like, hey, you want me to get on my knees? Which is weird that he does that in the movie. By the way, that was a pretty good impression. That was really good. That was really good. <laughs> Thank you. It, it said, put it to the bank. The <laughs> blood bank. To the bank. Blood <laughs> bank. <laughs> I'm I'm wondering if the Miyagi stunt double was sick that day because do you notice that I just felt like the the camera was strategically placed so that we could see 
him fighting, but we knew it was him fighting. That that was my see po- how slow that, he was. That was my point earlier. I feel like they like they showed a lot more Miyagi doing it, which made it like he was very slow moving. Like it yeah. wasn't like and that's what I meant throughout the whole movie. That's it. Kind of took away like in the first. You watched the first one, even though it was a couple of years before that. You know they had the angles you couldn't really see, so he was moving. Here it was just it was just a little different. Yeah. Even in the third one, when he has that fight scene against Terry Silver, yep. Karate's Bad Boy, and Martin Cove, like in the Cobra Kai dojo, you know that it's not him because you don't see his yeah. face. And right. that's actually like Sean Cannon's like uh, karate instructor when he was growing yep. up in Pennsylvania. Yep. And like, yeah, why didn't they use that guy? Yeah. It's made no sense. It just looked, and the camera was like, he was in center frame the whole time. And you're just like, this is, this is Miyagi. This is yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. And the other guy is so scared. He's just like, oh, no, everything's fine. And he, like, runs away. I'm like, why? Just run around. Like, run well, you know, again, it's, an, it's another, you, it happens in every single movie. You, so you have an old man here, and you have four guys. Why are they all doing one at a time? And you're at a gas station. You don't tell me they can't pick up, like, a crowbar or something and just hit them? <laughs> I'm, not cond- I'm not condoning <laughs> violence. I'm just saying, you know, I mean, if these guys wanted any kind of chance against this guy who's kicking everybody's butt, you know, they could they could have done something a little better. Well, they tried to use a crowbar, but the guy somehow swung at the same time that Miyagi slowly pushed his buddy in the way. <laughs> they hit him in the head. It was just... You know what? You're right. It was, I forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> so one thing I have to say, obviously, like, the role that was written, like, you can only do so much with the role that you have. Like, I, I still... I will put this on my tombstone. Hillary Swank, it wasn't, like, great. But for what the role was, like she did what I don't know if anybody else could have like had better teenage angst. I just think the character that was written in the lines that were written, I just don't think they were good. It wasn't like a well-rounded character. Yeah, but you know what? You you see this character in a lot of movies in the 90s. You saw, you know, an under siege too you know, his niece, you see it in uh last boy scout, his daughter, like, you know, like in every movie, there's, it was always like a bratty young daughter, you know, and all those like nineties. And, you know, like, so I think, I mean, I, I, again, I don't, I don't think her acting was that great in this movie. I really don't. I think it was just so forced to be angry the way she was that it just, it didn't come across natural. And I also think that, that Pat Morita wasn't great in this movie either, but he's phenomenal in the Karate Kid in the original. Yeah. So I, I agree. I, I think they weren't given a lot to work with. I feel like they probably did the best they could with what they had. Right. You know, and who was and the and who was directing it. Well, you know, I I, I would question if Pat Morita really really wanted to do this role. You know, I mean, yeah. you, you're taking a great franchise, you, a great story, you know, all three of them did well. And then to do something like this out of the element, I wonder if he was just like, all right, you know, I listen to paycheck, fine, I'll do it. But like, it kind of, it, again, kind of ruined the franchise a little bit. You know, it's not, it's not same. It doesn't have the same feel to it. So I, I wonder if he was just not really into it as much. Well, Jamie, thank you for the perfect setup. So before <laughs> Pat's passing in 2005, he conceived a potential fifth, karate kid film which have had a dying mr miyagi training johnny lawrence who now works as a doctor into his peaceful karate arts so johnny can find balance on it on his life before miyagi passes away and gets sent to okinawa so he can be buried there i would have loved that that was like a movie that was really gonna come out that was like- an idea that he had pat wow. 
But see, wow. you know what though? I can I, I I could see that better than this movie. Like if they if they did that instead of this, I I, I think it would it would have been better. I, I could see that. You know, it, again, it would have been a drama again, trying to turn Johnny's life around or whatever. I think that would, that could that could have worked. It's just this whole thing just didn't. I don't know. We'll, we'll get to the end. Well, I do like Michael Ironside. It seemed like again when it comes to movies, like I love all movies. Like I find something from them. But like the lines again, I know they're uncomfortable and they're like over the top. But like some of these lines that later in the movie that Ned says and Michael Ironside, it's, it's well, you know, you know what it is. Honestly, I think what what happens is you're 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 you have the label of Karate Kid. So if you made this a different kind of movie, you know, a, a different title, then it then then it changes the whole dynamic of the movie. You know, now you have a, you know the bullies and all that. You know, like but I think because you're under the umbrella of Karate Kid, that's where the problem is. This movie was actually started as a different name. I had it written down somewhere, but there was like two names that they had it as. But yeah, so this is what we were kind of talking about earlier when she's on the big rock and like the rock garden when they get to the monastery. And he says that big rock, Japan, little one, Okinawa. And he like makes her grow up there. And just because she did this one tiger tiger pose into the, you know, the front of the, the windshield of a pizza delivery car, he's like, oh, go practice. And she, that looks, I would love to know, because it didn't cut. The camera didn't cut. She looks like she was the one that fell and ate it. And she was close to that yeah. rock. She did. Yeah. But why was it so difficult to do her, her to do a kick in the air? Like, I mean, like, it was just a kick that she, she she's normally done before. But then she so has to land on the other rock. Yeah. Oh, she was supposed to land on the other rock? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, I thought she was just supposed to just jump in the air and do a kick in because she wasn't doing the kick in the beginning either. She just kept like almost like she was like just falling off. Like it wasn't like it wasn't like the kick. She couldn't even get the kick down. So let, let alone land on the other rock. So he so he wanted her to jump from one rock to another yes. rock without ever trying. Yeah. Not thinking that she could fall and crack her head open or anything or. Right. Okay. And also, how is that useful? I really thought that we would see something towards the end where she actually has to jump from one place to another and kick somebody and then land. But then that never happens, right? She, he, he never teaches her a signature move. Like in all yeah. three Karate Kids, there's the, you know, the paddle oh, thing. No, no. There, he teaches her a signature move. What was the signature move? Oh, okay. Well, no, we'll get into it. <laughs> no, no, we'll talk to it. No, it gets to it in a little bit because it's funny. Yeah. It's another uh, animal. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I must have missed it. Yeah. So then we get, uh, which they go back to when she's like training in the barn. And I do, I love the monks in this movie. Very, oh my God. The Are they the monk- same ones from Ace Ventura? Uh, well, the main guy, the main guy is the, I don't know about okay. the other monks, but the main, the smaller guy. Because they look exactly the same. <laughs> he's great in this movie. I think he's so funny. There's so many great lines he has. But yeah, the training in the barn that they do every so often, the monk hits her with the, the bag and is smiling. Seeing this, they're just beating up this girl. <laughs> really? They're well, just dropping these bags. They've probably never seen a girl. Well, they know how to go out. They do go out, which well, is, I, I never understood that. Uh, I didn't think they could do that. We'll, we'll get to their going out later on, too. <laughs> so then the the big part of the movie for like the the monks you know they they appreciate life when they're all eating and the cockroach again if i saw a cockroach on the table i'd be pretty which i understand how they're cockroaches are probably pretty clean cockroaches just wouldn't come in out of nowhere but 
she goes to kill it with her shoe and the guy saves it and then everybody leaves her. Well, you can make up for it by finding another insect and then everything's okay. <laughs> right? So it's okay. But she says a line that makes no sense. She seems like her parents had money. Her grandma's well off. That's like a really nice house. She goes, who's never killed a cockroach before? And I'm like, what have you ever seen a cockroach? Where is she hanging out? Maybe on the roof? Well, I mean, you are. Yeah, she's hanging out in a bird's cage. I'm sure there's a lot of crap up there. So Eric probably oh. lives with cockroaches on the train car. <laughs> also, was that a cockroach? It didn't look anything like a cockroach I've ever seen before. Yeah, that thing was like huge. A, it looked like a beetle, like a black yeah. beetle. But I and I looked it up because I, I was like, that's not a cockroach. And I looked up cockroaches and like looked up all the different types of cockroaches. And I couldn't find one that looked like that cockroach in the movie. Maybe it was a Japanese beetle. I think maybe it was. I don't know why they called it a cockroach. The cockroach called it the bug guy that came that day. He brought the wrong, <laughs> he brought, oh, brought a, the wrong cage. <laughs> and maybe maybe most people watching the movie won't notice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they won't know. I mean, who, 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 who's going to look up a bunch of cockroach pictures? <laughs> I, me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great, man. <laughs> and then I was trying to think, he talks about he doesn't kill any animals, Miyagi. But I, doesn't he catch a fly with a chopstick? Well, he didn't kill it. He just caught it. And then let okay. it go. Yeah. No, I was thinking about that. I didn't know if he killed it or not because I remember that was like in the NES game on Nintendo. Uh, yeah. You had to like catch the. I didn't know if you killed it or not. You don't remember Danielson did it in the first try. Yes. And yeah. then and Miyagi got mad and he walked away. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's Karate Kid too, right? Where Miyagi does catch yep. a fly, yep. but then he just lets it go. Yep. Yeah. I thought they were killing him, so I'm like, what's this guy? Well, I, you 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 would think though, if you're squeezing two sticks together on a fly. I got to assume you're probably going to hurt the fly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how can so, you be that precise? You better be a surgeon. If you're that precise that you could stop just in time that it doesn't squeeze. We're talking about, we're talking about Miyagi. Yeah. I mean, he, he calmed a, a Doberman down. He fit, heals a, a, a bird's wing. I mean, he's, he's magical. He's magical. <laughs> he could have his own like uh, doctor show. He, he cures it all human doc. He has all these potions and it, it, you know, <laughs> Daniel drank this and put this on this and yeah. So let's talk about it. So we're still at the monastery. The the part when you talk about like if you get another bug. So then we cut to when we the next time we go back to the uh, the monastery, we see Julie in a field, all by herself. It just reminded me of like in Wizard of Oz, like she's just like in the poppy fields and she sees a bug again after what just happened. She thinks the first thing this is smart. I'm gonna take this praying mantis and run with it over my head. Which is like number one, the one of the hardest things to even find, you know, a praying mantis. You're like you're lucky when you see one here and there. Uh, I want to know how big this place is. It's massive, this monastery. So again, if we're oh, in Boston, yeah. where the heck is this place? I mean, like yeah. it's it's massive. <laughs> it seems like obviously they had a drive, but again, why are they there? And the fact that when she runs back and she like shows it off, like look at this good thing I did, and all I could think about in my head are like. She just took an animal from where it was. I don't know if a praying man is living there, if that's its address, but she takes it to bring it to a monk to show off. And then wouldn't the praying man be like, holy shit, it's going to be me seven years to get home. I thought the same thing. 
it was it's like rude to take the animal maybe like just say like hey i just didn't understand how that was supposed to like get her back in the good graces of the monks yeah didn't make sense and then before that aren't the the monks getting drunk can monks get drunk when they're like playing cards monks could do whatever they they could bowl they could get drunk they could yeah why not Ooh. Yeah, that was weird. No, and Ace <laughs> didn't they all get drunk and start running around naked? When he was leaving, yeah. Yes. So, I mean, they, they obviously party behind closed doors. So, so were they not allowed to speak in front of her? Because when she walked in the room, when they were, like, drinking with Miyagi, when she was looking for Miyagi, everybody was, they like, all, yeah. super quiet. Hmm. Yeah. Did, did they talk in front of her at all in the, in the movie? No, right? Later, I think, when... Right. Yeah, yeah, later. But yeah, no, that was pretty... I don't know. Do, do they? I wonder. They definitely talked to Eric. But, uh, <laughs> so, so then we get uh, Colonel Dugan. Oh, my God. So the fact that Colonel Dugan has like all these kids in like the formation at the school and just going through all this like super like intense crap. And Eric gets a phone call and it's supposedly from his mom. And he basically says, like, hey, if you're what well, what was that? It, it, how, first of all, how pi- I mean, he should be so pissed because he threw away what he thought was his chance to, you know, to get the recommendation. And basically all the hard work that he's been dealing and, and, and all the crap that he's been dealing with with Dugan. Yeah. Threw it away. And it was only Julie on the phone. Yeah. It wasn't even it wasn't even mom. Hey, how, I mean, like, how pissed would you be? <laughs> what? Yeah, that would have been my first reaction. Yeah. Be like, okay, like again, blessing in disguise. Why would you hang out with this guy that punches you in right. the face? But what if, like, he really did believe? Wouldn't he be like, hey, Julie, what the hell? Like, yeah, right. Yeah. And, and think about it. So it, he's probably been in that group for a while. I mean, it's not. So he put up a lot of. He put through, was through, put through a lot of crap just being in that group, and he just threw it away just because Julie called to see what's going on. Like, exactly. I would be furious. But he 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 seems like a pushover. I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, he just needs like a warm bed and he would do anything for anybody because he lives on a train car. (laughs) (laughs) And then the fact that he goes, it's either the Air Force Academy or you'll be flipping burgers. So those are the two extremes when it comes to Dugan. So God, that guy's just insane. The fact that he does that. And so I do love the next the the uh, training scene when they put the blindfold on her. And is that she, the move? Is the blindfold the move you're talking about? No, no, no. The blindfold is just her blocking the one. And she's like, I did it. I did it. <laughs> the guy drops the next one and hits her down. But how about the dance scene in the barn? Oh, oh God. Oh. With the cranberry song? Is that what you're talking yes. about? Yes. Oh, it was filler. God. It was filler. That was terrible. <laughs> It was like it was the lamest choreographed dance number. <laughs> that I really was. Or the monks? I think the monks All were the, better dancers it, than she was. Oh no! Like they danced fine, but it was so uncomfortable. It was just. So, it, it was just so out, like out of place. Like it yeah. wasn't. Like, it just didn't. Again, doesn't. Like, can you see Danielson doing that? No. <laughs> well, no, we saw Danielson. Oh, we've seen that, him dance good. though. Boy, we did. <laughs> In the third movie. Yes, there was dancing. There, there was dancing. Danielson. Dancing, getting in his Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. Robin Lively was just a friend in that whole movie. But, yeah. uh, 
So yeah, so the, the so the praying mantis was like a symbol because after this part, the next day they go onto the rock and he goes, make sure you kneel before you attack like praying mantis. And then that's when she jumps and then lands it. Right. Uh, so Crane, they were like, screw you, Crane. We don't need you anymore. And they went with a, <laughs> a praying mantis. I don't know. Wait, so the crane kick is based off a crane bird? Yeah. I never even thought about that. <laughs> Wait, what did you think? I always thought of a crane. I always thought of a crane. Like, really? <laughs> off a construction site? You thought it was like... <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking of a crane. Like a, like a, like a, a machine. Wait, no, no, no. You're talking about a crane machine like at the arcade? No. I'm, oh, okay. I'm thinking like a, like, a, like a construction site. I mean, why, why would I think of a crane bird? Because he's standing like a, a, a crane bird stands on one leg and then, well, they don't kick. But. Do they kick? Crane birds don't <laughs> kick. Right. So that's, I, that's, I never thought of it. Gina, you thought of a bird too? I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because construction cranes don't kick. <laughs> yeah, but neither do crane birds. But again, like she, she nails this move, but she never uses it ever. So anyway. She gets into the lower position at the end, but that's really it. She doesn't use like the jump to jump. So maybe if she, you mean she squats at the end? That's that's her move. That's the move. That's what the praying mantis <laughs> does. It gets to one knee. So oh. so okay. So again, so Daniel's son learns the crane kick. He learns the paddle move, and he learns the the dancing thing that he does in a third one, whatever. And she learns how to squat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I love it. She's like, congrats. She's like, congratulations. Don't I get a belt or something? One belt, go to mall. <laughs> well, he had that. Remember the, the, the joke he had? In, I think it was the first one. He goes, uh, he goes, what kind of belt you have? He goes, JC Penny or something like that. Like, <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> so he has a lot of belt jokes. Yes. <laughs> <His old. laughs> so, then we get like a training montage, which again, the music was cool because it was like the Bill Conti, like you know, typical Karate Kid music. And then the very end when she's like, tra- he's like using catcher gloves, uh, like a baseball glove. She's punching it. And then she makes like this bag explode. I don't know what was in there, like flour or something, but it was just like. Poof. I thought it was cocaine. <laughs> Wait, the monks are cocaine dealers? Well, maybe they could be, oh, really. Sure. Listen, again, they were not. But how, so how long is she at this monastery for? Feels like months, but it's like months, probably, probably like three days. Well, she said no, she no. was suspended for like a couple two weeks. Of weeks. It was two weeks or something, right? So she, so she basically learned full karate in two weeks. Crash course. Karate for dummies. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just wanted to know. Okay. No, because remember, there was like the third day that she got suspended. And then her birthday, when she said when Miyagi took over after they did the house swap, uh, she said two weeks is my birthday. Right, no, she was, she was, she was like suspended for two weeks though. So like, so that's a, probably a two week time period of, mm-hmm. okay. So again, she learned full karate in two weeks. Okay. Yep. And then the monks threw her party. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah, it was, but I mean, so the birthday gift, though, um, it's a little intense. Don't you think? Oh, the arrow. So not only does he have magic powers, he's, he's, <laughs> he's thinking of a star. And, and you know, if you, if you're, if that's a tradition that you can do, you can aim for the heart. Like, I mean, wouldn't it be like, I would think, I thought he was going to either chop it to the side or like catch it to the side. He catches it in front of his heart. Wait, more, more importantly, this isn't a birthday gift. 
Who is this a gift for? <laughs> like traumatizing someone? It's like, hey, hey, son, I got your birthday gift. Uh, let, let me go. I'm going to go get in this Camaro right now and drive away. Enjoy. Like, and she, she had tremendous fear watching this. Like she looked so scared. Yeah. You know, so yeah, you're right. I mean, that's, yeah. How is that a gift? And then when they leave, yeah. she she literally is like, thanks for the arrow. <laughs> thanks for the arrow that almost like, killed my friend. Thanks for the arrow. <laughs> and she learned so much in that car ride. There was probably like hundreds of Miyagi-isms. She uses one on the principal and he yep. gets back. And this principal is so fine with, you know, God. She broke into the school and just everything that she's done, really. And he's just like, oh, that's good, you know? She was two weeks is a serious. It was. And then, well, she came back a completely different person. She was yeah. smiling. She was, you know, happy. You could see that she had a little aura around her. Yeah. She was a different person. The monks helped her. She's a Miyagi now. Yeah. She's yeah. a Miyagi. So then we get to the roof. And again, oh. this is like, I wrote, they only shot in the cafeteria, the roof, and the hallways. <laughs> I understand what not one classroom scene. I don't know. It seems like if you shoot a movie in a school, there has to be like one classroom. But the- And again, no other students. You still haven't seen any other students yet. Yeah. I think in that scene when she came back, there was like five of them like cramming. Waiting outside. Her- right, right. Yeah. That's it. But that's it. <laughs> and how intense is this scene when she goes to the roof and sees Eric and dude, the fact that what he says, Ned, that I really thought he was, he killed this bird when the bird was gone. Yeah. <laughs> he was almost going to kill the the kid. It was like murder. Was, murder was almost happening up there. Yeah. <laughs> I thought someone was going to fall off the roof. Like I thought Eric was going to fall off the roof and right. die. Right. And then she would have to avenge his death. Wow. See, again, changes the movie a little bit. A little but bit. yeah. <laughs> but I, I, they would like it was like, again. They're, they're fighting atop of a roof. No teachers are around to see this. No prince. I mean, you, you fight in a hallway. Teachers are there in two seconds. These guys are fighting in front of everybody. No teachers do anything. Well, there's no teachers. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. No teachers. That is true. At all. But it's- Ned, obviously, because Dugan, he's in his uh, alpha elite. He doesn't obviously get in trouble. But when he just says the line, like, he goes, did you lose your little birdie? The one that couldn't fly. It might end up in the dumpster. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. He really did do that. Again, that would have been. That would fit with the tone of his character, the things he said to Julie in this movie. But then he like, he like softened it when he did say, oh yeah, you know, animal control picked him up and it's probably going to stuff it. And I'm like, wait, what? That's not what they do. And that's what I said. He's not a good bully. And you know, again, Ned, not a good bully <laughs> name. You know, he's picking on girls. He doesn't pick on any guys. Like again, he's not a good bully. Rocco would have killed that. Hey, Rocco, hundred percent. Rocco would have ripped him in half. <laughs> 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 good old Rocco. <laughs> and then you think it's going to be like difficult for her to get the bird back? No. Cut to yeah. her walking out of animal control. <laughs> With her glove. With her glove. With professional hawk glove. <laughs> and, and, and okay, so if, if they really, would they just give a wild hawk back? No. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like, yeah, it's like her pet. Really? It's, it's a wild, there's a wild hawk. Like, to adopt yeah. a dog, they have to like check a lot of things. Yeah. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, what if they were like, oh, you can take the hawk? We don't know what to do one. <laughs> we're dog catchers. Like, we don't know about hawks. Well, you must be a fr- professional because she, she has the glove. So they must think she's a professional. You know. <laughs> They're like, Johnson, I don't know. This high school girl wants to take this hawk back. <gasps> she's got a glove. 
hawk now. Do you want any more hawks? (laughs) (laughs) So this next part, I laughed so hard when me, I, well, not laughing because of the, what was written, but just the way I was interpreting it when he was like, let the hawk go. And he takes the bandage off and he starts doing his little Miyagi thing. What did you think? Well, you know what was going to happen, but what could have happened? Okay. So, okay. So this, this is, this, I had a lot of concerns about this part because they're standing on a ledge of a, like a cliff over water. Yes. They have no idea if this bird could fly. Yes. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's throw him off the cliff. And if he makes it, he makes it. And if he does it, he does it. Like when you like, like be on like ground area that if he doesn't, he falls to the ground. Like here, he's going over a cliff. Like they have no idea that this bird could fly. I was a little concerned. <laughs> I'd be honest with you. Exactly. That's all I thought about that bird going up and, and just <laughs> kerplunk. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, I mean, like it, it, it could have worked if you're on the ground. Same thing. Bird's going to fly, you know, whether it's five feet in front of you or if it's over a cliff. Test it on a, on a, a lower <laughs> land first before yeah. you go over the cliff. But you know it's going to fly because the bird is clearly a metaphor for Julie, right? So, like, you got Only the bird. The you would say fly. that. I, I, <laughs> I would not think of that at all. But now, see, thank you, Gina, because that makes sense now. <laughs> but does she really fly? Because the next line that she says when they're talking to me, she's talking to Miyagi about boys and her main concern about boys isn't like kissing or, you know, no, it's what if they start waltzing? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's another issue. I wrote in my notes, who waltzes at a high school dance? I, I, yeah. That's, that's the other thing. Nobody. And it's like the movie I, in my head. I thought it was like the movie blast from the past. Like she was like, in some like chamber for years and (laughs) some of the things she says is so like dated but that one like what if they start waltzing who wrote this movie like an 80 year old guy i know what are the kids doing at the school (laughs) they're waltzing and they're model and they're driving to school in their model t's (laughs) tending to hawks on the roof so ridiculous babysitting yeah, whoever wrote it knew nothing about high schools or girls. <laughs> so, so if you put it put it in perspective, she they made her dance, babysit, uh, take care of a bird. Like compared to like Danielson, like they really like like took it so easy on her. Like girl, you know, like, they girled it up. They girled it up. Yeah, way too much. Yeah. Well, I would say I don't know about attending to a hawk that has razor sharp talons. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's pretty intense. I don't know if I don't know if uh, Daniel Sun would have done that. I'm I'm just saying. But it does appeal to that like Correct. that feminine right, right. nurturing mother thing. But yes, to a hawk, that's that takes it to another level. I'll give you that. <laughs> well, it's pretty badass. I mean, you know, to have a hawk as a pet, you know. Oh badass. hell yeah! That's something right. that Ro- Rocco would have. One of those he would walk around <laughs> one on his shoulder in the classroom because there's no teachers and there's no class, and he's thirty. <laughs> So, oh. <laughs> so then she's worried about because she, she doesn't have a dress, which I guess that would make sense. Maybe she never went to a dance like this. But Miyagi, Miyagi's gonna go, and <laughs> wouldn't he take her with him to, to get get a dress? Like, I mean, she's obviously he obviously knows she's going to the prom. Like, why try to surprise her to get the exact same size that she has? Yeah, I and mean, even that whole scene was kind of weird. 
I did laugh though the when he was you know when she was when she was like so what tell me about it goes well she can do a kick here and like you know you <laughs> did the saleswoman think that he was buying a dress for himself in the beginning he goes it's not for me okay he goes yeah it's not for me <laughs> oh my god and I don't know could you even piece together a dress like if you took like somebody's shirt and pants I, I think there's like totally different measurements that go into a dress yeah. so there's no there's no there is no way especially that he has no clue about girls and you know young children you know teenagers anyway girls that he's able to get a dress that exact size that she there's no way no like i i feel like that scene really was not necessary at all like you know they they she could have already he already bought a dress or she, you know took her with him like it just it was kind of like i don't know kind of weird and the girl was just like, yeah, if somebody's going to buy a dress and you're trying to be a good salesman, why are you throwing all this up? She's like, do you want an A trim or a Z trim? Or a and I'm like, <laughs> Z trim has a no dress. Does he look like he has any clue about any of that? Like, you know, like she obviously as a, as a saleswoman, she knew this guy has no clue. She could have made it a lot easier for him. Yeah. <laughs> and again, Miyagi being the manipulative person he is, he's able to <laughs> teach her how to dance from karate. And he looks like he's like almost like punching her sort of for a second and doing moves. And then he calls, I call it the Kata Waltz. So, so why would he have to do it that way? Like, why can't he say, listen, you're going to prom. Let's let me teach you how to like, why does it have to be a lesson? Because karate is their, their common language now. So you had to karate. So if he's going to teach her how to cook something, you got to do some karate first and then lead right into the, you know, boiling water. Oh, heck yeah. Okay. <laughs> Use nunchucks instead of, you know, proper kitchen utensil. All right. I just think sometimes, you know, Miyagi needs to step back a little bit and say, all right, you know, I, I mean, karate is cool and all, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, they had to figure out a way to fit more karate in the last 30 minutes of the movie because there's no karate. That is true. That's, hour, you know, we got to so. see this little, uh, you know, montage of uh, karate here and there. <laughs> right. They were like, oh, crap, we didn't have any karate. What do we do? <laughs> Where can we throw some in? I did like the full circle end of it that Miyagi says, your grandpa taught me how to dance. So again, it's like he's teaching her. So that was pretty, that was okay. Uh, writing to add that in that. It was basically like the karate she learned from her dad was Miyagi and the dancing that she's learning right now is from Miyagi. The waltz. Right. Okay. Again, I, I mean, uh, I don't know that. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> So now so we're at the point now where the monks, they drive. <laughs> I didn't even know they, I didn't even think they had cars. So like, I mean, like they, they live such a, like a primitive kind of like lifestyle, you know, where they are, but they have, somehow have a car that they all can fit into. A Volkswagen minibus <laughs> is the car that the monks own and keep in great shape since the seventies. And they didn't know how to drive. Like, I, I, I don't imagine them. I, I thought they live off the land. Like, I don't think like, I, I don't think they ever leave the monastery. Like they look like they wear the same clothes all the time. Where do they learn to drive? And where do they, where are they driving to? <laughs> the monk story, right? They need food, <laughs> right? And I'm assuming there wasn't GPS back then. So how'd they get there? <laughs> it's a map. They blindfolded themselves (laughs) and they just found their, found the way. Exactly. (laughs) So this is where they're all hanging out and Eric shows up for the prom. And I did, I did like Miyagi because the first 
time I watched it, well, as a kid, I didn't really remember too much. And I watched it before I interviewed Michael, but the, when he's chopping up the zucchini and then he sticks the knife into it, talking to him, like you bring her home at 11 o'clock. <laughs> Uh, it was pretty funny. I mean, you know, playing the dad role, you know, and then he goes, uh, so what do you do at, you know, at 12 o'clock? What do you say? Like, what do you do between 11 and 12? Yeah. You're going to treat her with respect. Yeah. Or just, <laughs> I did like that. I mean, you know, the way he, the way he, he was being very fatherly to her um, was pretty funny. You know, you knew that with, with the knife in his hand, forget about it. I'm going to do all those things. I'll use all those lines. <laughs> My daughter is dreading bringing a guy home. Cause she, you know, she, she hasn't had a boyfriend yet, but she's totally dreading it. And I'm 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 ready. <laughs> you got to use that. You got to use the zucchini, oh. <laughs> the knife in the zucchini. We'll we'll, ha- we'll have like certain weapons around the house, you know, laying around. You know, <laughs> do you already own these weapons, or are you going to buy them just for the occasion? Well, it depends. I got to, uh, you know, let's, when the time comes, we'll see. It depends on what kind of person he is. You know, I, I might just be a bat. You know, might be a crowbar somewhere. You know, I might have to get a gun before then. Just it depends. It all depends. Just polishing them. I'm just polishing my bat. <laughs> My dad had machetes hanging from the fireplace mantle. <laughs> what? Was your dad, was your dad Jason? <laughs> <laughs> he, he could have been. Jason could have been Maybe. in his body. <laughs> that is true. Oh, my gosh. So then Eric, again, Eric is so taken. Hillary Swank looks great in the dress, fits perfect miraculously. But how... Is he that taken by her? They saw each other in the house, into the car, that he drives the wrong way on a street. A four-lane street. For a while, too. Because she, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, not for nothing. Miyagi just told him to to make sure she's safe. And within five minutes, he's (laughs) almost killing her. (laughs) And, like, ridiculous. The fact And again, like... Was that the scene necessary? Like, it was just like, it, it, it was just so, like so unnecessary that part. Like, it just really made no sense. They're just like, all right, you know, just kind of, it kind of, it kind of made him look stupid, you know, like, because he's, he's been a pretty good guy this whole time. And then just, he does something like that. Yeah. No, it made him look like he was not responsible and yeah, like goofy. All. And like, that's something that Ducky would do. Like a character <laughs> like that, that like, oh, I get an opportunity to get the girl. I'm going to like, see, he's not alpha yeah. material. No, those oh, guys wouldn't not. have done that. <laughs> they would not have done it. They would have went right for the docks. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get the monks want to do one thing and one thing only bowling. I, I have a very big question on this one. Okay. So, okay. So, I mean, yes. It, it, first of all, I mean, it's again, a scene that really does not need to be in the movie. I mean, it's, it's funny. It's, you know, what? but again, it's the karate kid. It's just so, so, so stupid, but okay. So they're, they're again, more jerks there that are kind of causing problems. The guy has a bowling ball. That's what did he say? It was like super expensive. Yeah. Right. The, the one guy, his name's Larry, Larry. Okay. And they're in a bowling league. These guys, right. They're all in a bowling league. They look like they're bowling league. They all have these, how have they thrown gutter balls? <laughs> like, I mean, like these guys, like, they're the worst bowlers I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yet these are the guys that are spending how much money on the bowling balls? They're they're in the league, yet they're horrible. Absolutely horrible. And the fact that just before he throws the ball, he says, don't touch my ball and don't speak. <laughs> and his form was like horrendous. <laughs> like, I did, I, like, what were they trying? I, I don't understand that. Like, again, I mean. I mean, the monks obviously had the power for their own good, but they weren't affecting the other guys. 
that guy sucks. And I get he can think like, <laughs> oh, these guys never bowl before. But right. to have the balls to like bet with them. That's what I mean. Like he, he was not a good bowler. Like how like it would have been better if like they, they were going back and forth and like the monks are like, you know, the, the scores were getting closer. But the guy wasn't even close. Like he needed bumpers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the monk was rolling the ball like a like a grandma <laughs> getting strikes. I love everything everything about that. What about the one that went into the gutter and then popped back out? <laughs> that was the old Bugs Bunny ball. Yeah, the Bugs Bunny ball. <laughs> so then we this is where we see the most students when they get to the dance. A lot of sparkly dresses, and it's like, wow, this is this is it. Like. We see the more people. This can be like the culmination of the movie. But how about when when Julie starts dancing with Eric and she's like doing like when Miyagi shot and he looks so scared. He looked kind of frightened that she had fists around his face. <laughs> what did you like? Oh, no, I, you know. no, I totally would. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be freaked out if that was happening. And if I was Eric and I looked up and I saw Dugan. Colonel Dugan, just, why is he at this dance? Your security. <laughs> you haven't seen the only, the only other adult you saw was the principal. So, I yeah. mean, you know, yeah. yeah. Which I don't understand why. Like, why not have one scene, teacher's lounge or something, just nothing else? Well, it also shows you what kind of loser Dugan is because he spends all his time in a school, you know? So, I mean, that's probably why he's so angry because he's just, you know, he's, that's all he does is spend the time at the high school. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they, oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you, you know, I mean, seriously, like this is the most, there's a lot of dumb things in this movie. There's a lot of ridiculous things that annoyed me. This is the worst. Yeah. Like, what's the point? Like, seriously. And where, like, did they, did they practice this? Like who bought the bungee cords? Oh, what's cool? the point? Like, like it, this is high school. Like, I mean, seriously, like it just so, like, it's so stupid. So over the top. I can't. And the fact that one of the guys went through like a trellis that was set up, like on the dance, like close to the dance floor and like broke his, I, I they should have came in and like, like motorcycles or anything else would have worked, but to jump off the roof like that. Wait, motorcycles is 1960? <laughs> motorcycles? Like mopeds in the first one, like something. Okay, okay but oh, yeah. come into the, into the gymnasium in a moped? Yeah. That would have been corny too. I mean, you know. Well, I don't well, know. I don't know. I'd rather be corny than like than, no, that is ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> and then diving I mean, down on a bungee. I dive bungee. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and like, did, like I, I forget it. I can't. <laughs> it really it just just to see the way they did it. Like it's it was like a, a Mission Impossible. Like I mean, like it was the most perfect bungee dive, except for the one guy that landed in in the you know the yeah. thing. But right. so stupid. It really was. And to what end? Everybody was so calm at the dance. Is that normal? Like, is that did they do that maybe before every basketball game? That's what I mean. Maybe, no, maybe. They, they train with that because when when Ju, uh, Julie and Eric go outside and Eric's like all pissed off about it, as soon as they walk outside, it's there's like a couple drinking out of like solo cups, like talking. And I'm like, do they know like what just went on? Shouldn't they warn them that these guys are jumping <laughs> from the roof? Like, 
See, if it was like a military school, I could see it. You know, like maybe they do it before. You know, like but I mean, like it's this is a regular high school. You know, like it just it just so it just so so out of place. It was just so dumb, so dumb. Well, there's military training at this high school. So maybe well, is it military training or, or or is it just beating the crap out of each other training? <laughs> so it's, it's just an excuse to like fight kids. It, really, that's like all it is. And then and then when we get just how crazy Ned gets, because I don't know if he I don't know if the whole plan was to jump off the bungees, like land on Eric and Julian, like hurt them. But when they get home, they get to Julian's grandma's house and he's like, I want to kiss you. But since you learn karate, are you going to like, you know, punch me or something? And then Julie, again, she talks about waltzing. She thinks it's the best time to bust out of Miyagiism. The sun is warm. The grass is green. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to get out of my car now. <laughs> and that's the mention. Ned pulls up behind them, not that far away, in a huge truck. They don't see him. Yeah. Yeah. He literally pulled like right behind them. And just start smashing this car up. It just made absolutely no sense. While wow, they're in there, like smashing it, yeah. like intensity that they almost killed each other, killed them on the on the roof, smashing it while they're in the car, which could seriously damage them. I mean, hurt them bad, you know. And then what they do later on again, blowing up a car. I mean, like these these guys are like intense. Like these are high school kids. How are they not arrested for anything? Yeah. Because Dugan like owns the police force, or he tra- they're all former alpha elite. Because that made no sense, and the fact that when Eric gets there, it's like that trope in a lot of like movies, like something bad's about to go down. Because there's a lot of garbage can fires, but like when he arrives, and why would he think that it's just one on one when he gets there? For like a half a second, like he got out and he's like taking his ripping his shirt off, and then within seconds. All the Alpha Lee come out, starts pouring gasoline in his car, and it exploded pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. How intense? I mean, again, this is high school kids. You're going to blow up a kid's car? Like, I mean, like yeah. blatantly right in front of them. Like, no, not a fear of any consequences whatsoever. None. None. And again, Dugan, a grown man, is, is involved in this whole thing. <laughs> and what gets me is that they're beating the crap out of him. They've blown up his car. And then Dugan says to them, finish him. And they're like, oh, no way. Yeah. Like what, that. Is that, what does finish him mean? Like, what is like, oh, that's too far. Murder? Like, I mean, at this yeah. point, is, is, is Dugan saying kill him? Like, oh, I mean, that's, yeah, it has to be. Right? Like, how is Dugan allowed around kids? I mean, this guy is like intense and he's always around. Finish him. He wants them to murder. He just blew up his car and now he wants them to murder him. And then that's when they're, yeah. Oh my God. Just the fact that it gets <laughs> to that point that this guy is, he manipulated his kids for this moment. Like he has his grudge against Eric. And he even mentions that because he says, Oh, I got a one good shot off on you. And he goes, yeah, and now you're going to pay for it. So was this all from earlier in the movie in that bull ring that he punched him that one time? Dugan was that pissed. They so he's, like, he's been this setting this up the whole thing and then back. Exactly. He's like, I'm going to blow up this kid's favorite car. <laughs> and then and then we're going to murder him at the docks. We're going to blow up his car, watch him see it explode, and then we're going to murder him. And we'll totally get away with it. <laughs> and then Miyagi arrives yeah. and... Like what? What? What do you guys think? Sh- like could happen? Like should happen? Like when you see Miyagi arrive, was there anything that 
I don't know. I just thought it was going to be more like in like Karate Kid one that he was going to start fighting all those kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, yeah, but it's, it's not. He's not the next Karate Kid. She is. But I, I think, and this is, I think this is where part of the problem is. You, so you, your, your end fight has to be a girl, and there's five guys left. Like it's like, it, it, it's to me like this. The build up to like, let me fight him. It, it, it doesn't have the same kind of like thing. If it was like Danielson saying, "Let me fight," like you know, like again, she's a high school girl. This guy's a yeah. monster. He's huge. Let me fight him. Like there was no excitement there. Like to me, it's like in reality, he should have pounded her. You know, I mean, he's he, he's about three times the size of her, you know, and, and knows karate, you know, uh, it just didn't he beat up the Eric, whatever is the Eric, right? Or, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Be, him around. So you're going to tell me like this girl has a chance. Like it just there was no like the climax to me was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then that's what I was talking about Dugan, because Miyagi says he's going to call the cops. And then Dugan says in a very like sort of calm voice, he's like, Obviously, Eric was speeding and he crashed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the Alpha Elite was just waiting there. Oh my yeah, God, yeah. dude! I didn't know we were just hanging out at the docks. We saw this car <laughs> flip and explode, and then we just we he wasn't breathing, so we punched him until he woke up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these cans of gasoline with our fingerprints? I, I don't know. <laughs> We always carry these around just in case old ladies like run out of gas. Yeah. Unbelievable. Does Miyagi really trust her two weeks of training to fight this kid? At first he doesn't at all. And well, no, he well, no, no, I don't know if he, no, he doesn't not trust her. He doesn't condone the fighting, but yeah. he does trust her. He gives it pretty quick though. It wasn't that she didn't have yeah. to fight too long, you know, like, so, I mean, I'll, I'll never be able to live this thing. It's a, it's a, again, it's a bully, but like, does he really trust her two weeks of training to fight this kid. Like, I, I don't know. He was a little laid back on that. I think <laughs> No, he was. And Ned was, you knew he was like two. I know you're obviously size wise, but he was yeah. like a lot of bad guys that are bigger than like the David versus Goliath. Cause he's like, Oh, this is really embarrassing guys. And then he's like, <laughs> okay, Pierce, give me your best shot. And that always happens in movies. And then he just like, she rattled off like seven or eight punches and kicks and then he was kind of rattled at that point. And then, dude, when he grabbed like the sandy mud and yeah. threw it in her eyes. I mean, okay, so how would you feel if you're Eric that she just had to come here and, and just totally just did what you couldn't do? Oof. Like, would that, do you think that would affect him also? Like, that, like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, would that, do you think he was affected by that? He's probably like all the hobos at the train yard aren't ever going to look at him the same way again. <laughs> so, yeah, and then, then we get Miyagi's fight, big fight. And all Dugan does is punch. That's, yeah. He's like throwing these haymakers and Miyagi is just like blocking everything. But I don't know if it's as good as the honk, but he's like going to finish it and he blows yeah, what 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 was was that like garlic breath? Like what like what what was it that because he fell down right afterwards? <laughs> like that was his move to breathe, like the the the, the breath. Yeah, I, I I thought the honk was coming. I did too. I thought he was, I thought he was do another honk. I, I think I like the honk better than the breath. The breath is kind of I don't know. <laughs> I may, I feel like maybe that was like a last minute change. Like he was gonna do the honk and like no 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 we did that in the second Karate Kid. Let's do something different. Anybody got any ideas? What if you just blow on him? Perfect. <laughs> <It's> just, Go. <laughs> so dumb. 
my that God. really, I, I'm sorry. That's, a, that's, a, that's your finishing move was the breath. That, that to me, yeah. I don't know. That was a little silly. I, I didn't buy that one. Especially how intense Dugan was. Like he should have paid, yeah. you know, like he yeah. deserved something that ha- like Marty Cove was crazy with his, with his students. But this guy was like really beating the crap out of like all those kids and yeah, just making like Julie's life a living hell at school. Well, I guess, you know what? Listen, it's a fitting ending. Like it's such a lame finishing move that he's got to live with that this old man <laughs> breathed on me and I lost. <laughs> so he's got he's to live that down in front of all those kids. All 17 kids at school will just start blowing <laughs> in the hallway. And then... <laughs> sort of lost all respect. Yeah. The, the one thing, a great line to finish the movie. I do mean, like Miyagi's line because it's called fighting not good, but if must fight, win win I'm like it's pretty cool but i do like how the movie ended like it didn't didn't like drag anything out it just ended like it, it really was like it, it looked like there should have been another scene but it just it just ended so you liked it just because the movie was over <laughs> well that's part of it it's, yeah same i was grateful that we, it ended yeah. and we saw like <laughs> we saw footage from earlier in the movie of angel the hawk and then it freezed <laughs> It was like the hawk like flew away or something. So they freeze frame rolls the credits. But uh, so yeah, they could have they could have had the hawk come back at the end of the movie and like you know come to her you know and just like say I'm okay and then you know that would have been cool. <laughs> so that's the next Karate Kid. I think we all talked about enough that again, I me personally, I'll just get this on my chest. I think that people. Again, if you're going to watch all the movies, especially Cobra Kai, it doesn't hurt to watch the movie, but I wouldn't watch it if it's my first one. Obviously, you'd start in order, but I would say the movies go in order. I would say one, three, two, four for me. Wow. Terry Silver. <laughs> I go one, two, three, four. <laughs> Jamie? I, I, you know, I, I am partial to say, you know, when you watch a series, you have to try to watch them all. I just, you know what? I feel like this is not part of the series. I feel like Miyagi's not playing the same type of role. I feel like the, the movie has a, such a different vibe than any of the other three. It's almost like a standalone movie. I, I don't know if it's necessary to see this movie. I, I you know, I, I think Hilary Swank is a great actress, you know, but I think this movie is just not good. And, and it, to me, it takes away from the vibe of what the Karate Kid series is. It's such a different movie. It just, I don't know. I, I, I don't think you need to see this movie, but, you know, that's me. <laughs> Gina? Gina? <laughs> I, I agree with Jamie. Have a female villain and it changed the movie. And, and, and again, you know, you, you could have the exact same movie. You can have the, 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 the girls being the security guards and all that stuff. It changes the entire movie. If you just replace Ned and have the same script and everything else and just throw a female there, it changes the movie. And yeah. I think that would have been better. And I think that would have been honestly more respectful for having a girl in the lead role than having a big bully guy bullying a girl. Like it just didn't, didn't fit to me. And that's, yeah. I think that's. And I think you could have played with that better. Like having, if, if Ned's character was a girl, then you could have created a little bit. I know it would be very similar to the first karate kid, but you could have like a little love triangle there where the two girls are, you know, the, the villain girl is buying for Eric's attention, but he's into Julie. Yep. I mean, I, I feel like there's so many other directions they could have taken it in. Well, you know what? I mean, again, you could see what Cobra Kai has been doing, you know, and it's yeah. very similar. So they have like, 
then that's why the formula is working now. So, you know, you have the, the, the guys that are battling, but you also in Cobra Kai, you have the girls, you know, the two girls, you got to have the girl villain. And I think that's where they missed the mark. Yeah. All right. So that was <laughs> the next karate kid, Gina. Thank you. And I'll put the link into her podcast so you can check it out. Nope. Never saw it. And the next sequel Thank is kind of fitting for this time of year. It's getting warm and you know some college students during normal years might be gearing up for summer for a semester at sea. And that is exactly what National Lampoon's Dorm <sighs> Days 2 is about. Jamie, have you ever seen that movie? I have never seen it. I might have seen the first one. I don't remember. Um, does the first one star anyone big or no? Oh, there's a bunch of people in them. Yeah. So the people okay. that are in the movie. So this one has like a great cast. Uh, Mr. Sheffield from The Nannies in it. Model Vita Guerra, who has just learned from her IMDb is from Perth Amboy, New Jersey. Topang is in this movie. And next week's guest, Jennifer Lyons. It sounds very familiar. I might have seen it, but one I definitely don't remember. So Yeah. So Jennifer, I've, I've known her like she's in so much stuff over the years. She was on Married with Children a lot. Can't Harm Me Late. She was in Jack Frost 2. She was in both the Dorm Days movies. And fun fact, her uncle is Sheriff Roscoe Coltrane on the Dukes of Hazard? Really? Yeah, that's wow. Uncle James Best, which is pretty wild. And she was a blast. Yeah, so don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast. Follow us on all social media at Sequels Only. And don't forget to check out our website, sequelsonly.com. Good night. Good night. <laughs>